0: What if you could know what God is doing in each season? Imagine the breakthroughs you'd find if you could synchronize your watch with God's and copy his day planner. It doesn't take a supernatural revelation of his divine will. It's exactly what's possible when you follow the patterns he already laid out in the Hebrew calendar and explore the emotional themes in each month. After all, Ecclesiastes does say there is a time for every purpose under heaven. Join me, Lea Same, one of the authors of the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series and your podcast host as we unpack the biblical significance, emotional themes, and prophetic symbols associated with each Hebrew month and how you can apply these insights to your spiritual journey. Welcome back to the Healing in the Hebrew Months podcast. I'm Lea Lassane, your podcast host and author of book one in the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series. I hope you've been enjoying the bonus episodes we've been posting um, since our last month of Tishri. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Tishri episode as well and the, the holidays that we experienced in that month. Um, if you're curious about how to celebrate the holidays, um, next month is Kiss Love. We've got Hanukkah coming up. Um, be a little while before we have any other major holidays. But um, we have a special bonus episode all about the holidays and how me and Seneca approach those. Um, So if you're just tuning in, this is your first episode with us, definitely go back through the bonus episodes and get caught up a little bit on what we're talking about. Um, As always, too, there's the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series. So the things that we are going to cover today, it's kind of the The thousand foot view, um, kind of broad and not very detailed. So if you want more detail, um, get the books, because that's where we have time and space to go into depth. Um, But starting off with our month at a glance. So if you follow us on social media, you've seen us post these little monthly graphics. Um, This month, we are entering into the month of Heshvan. And our blessing for the month is rest and transition our tribe is Dan, our gem is turquoise, our constellation is Scorpio, our gate is the horse gate, our letter is noon, our musical note is A flat, our emotion is revelation, our body part is the intestines, both small and large, the holidays, uh, there's actually no holidays in Heshvan, and we'll get into that in just a second. Um, our area of healing is moving into new identity, and our area of warfare is fighting against obstacles to your call. Um, so just touching into with the tribe, Dan, um, mentioned that up at the top, and um, Listen to the the tribes episode uh, that Seneca did just a couple weeks ago. Um, if you have any questions about the tribes and how we've matched those up with each month, um, she does a really great job of unpacking all that in that episode. Um, and she's working on one coming up in the next couple weeks um, for the gemstones too. So check in for those bonus episodes uh, between each month. But going back to those holidays, so. Keshvan is actually the only month without any holidays. There are no fast, there are no feasts, there are no major holidays, no minor holidays. It's the only one with no celebrations. Um, and it is said to be because it's the month reserved for the Messiah to return um, or the Messiah to come. Um, so this is a really prophetic month. Um, it's also a prominent month in the story of Noah. Um, the flood began and ended in the month of Heshvan. Um, so it's it's somewhat of a symbolic month marking the beginning of both cleansing and revelation. Um, there's definitely that messianic component to it as well, um, and how we can tie that in um, with our emotion and revelation. So um, Heshvan is a season of cleansing and revelation. Um, It's a season of seeing deep roots that need healing, as well as deep truths that we haven't grasped yet. Um, This is a great month to spend some time doing inner healing work, going after those roots, Um, roots of pains, roots of lies, roots of automatic thoughts, Um, and just keeping in mind as we do all this kind of revealing kind of work that can feel vulnerable, that God doesn't reveal things to us like that until he's ready to heal them. Um, he's not in the business of revealing our deepest, darkest hurts and fears just to poke at them and be like, ooh, that hurts, doesn't it? Um, if you have a worldview of God that says he would do that, that right there is, is some lies that we need to work through healing. Um, so just keeping in mind, God's a good God. God's a, a God of healing. Um so as we go after these things if he's showing us things that hurt it's only because he's ready to bring healing to those places and we just need to lean in and see what it is he has for us there. Um looking through our books real quick um just trying to grab some little highlights that I I noticed for this month. Um I was just reading from my book actually just a second ago so book 1 in the series. Um Another, another little important thing that I thought Seneca highlighted, she says in book two, uh, during Heshvan, the Messiah is supposed to rebuild the temple. Uh, so if you believe Jesus is the Messiah, you are the temple. Don't be surprised if a rebuilding is going on within. Um, so tying again back into that that inner healing, that deep root work, um, you know, if the, the temple's being restored, we are the temple in the new covenant. Um, so really just being open um, to ways that God wants to to work within you and rebuild you this month. Um, sometimes that's painful. <laughs> sometimes it's a little, a little uncomfortable and awkward at first. Um, but just being, being open to those changes. Um, as we said in the the month at a glance, um, the area of healing this month is moving into new identity. So, to move into a new identity, you have to let go of an old identity, and sometimes that hurts. Um, If you think about an acorn, they're all over the place right now, Um, but acorns don't stay acorns if they're going to become oak trees. Eventually, we start calling them trees instead of acorns, Um, and we don't mourn that. We don't go, oh, it's so sad that it's not an acorn anymore. We celebrate the fact that it's grown. Um, So just like the acorns, there might be ways that you need to, to let go of some old identities in this season, and start claiming uh, new ones, new God-given ones that he has for you in this season. Um, a really awesome uh, insight Del has in book three um, of the Heshmon month, um, in her activations, she says, the picture of noon resembles a seed. So noon is the Hebrew letter associated with this month. And each of the Hebrew letters, their shapes um, correlate to different symbols, symbols. Um, v- really old Hebrew lettering was more pictographic. It really is easy to see the symbols. Um, But she says, the picture of noon resembles a seed. Seeds grow and produce fruit. For a season, seeds are in a hidden place where no one can see them. Then one day they sprout from that dark place into the light. It's in the non-visible seasons where grounding occurs. So a seed has the strength to push through darkness, muck and mire. So, Tying in actually with what I was saying about the acorn um, and identity that, you know, eventually you have to stop being an acorn to become a tree. Um, You have to actually be planted in that dark place to grow and to sprout. Uh, Del goes on to say, strength forms during our bleakest moments when we don't give up. See yourself as a seed during Heshvan, brewing up some yummy goodness that's about to spring forth. Focus on the good, the beautiful, and what's yet to come amid any dark moment throughout the month. This may also be a time where you see or sense seeds of ideas coming up within you. Be sure to write it all down. And I definitely agree with that sentiment. Um, Write down the things that are being revealed to you in this season. Looking again at Noah um, and how Cheshvan um, ties in with the, the beginning and the ending of the flood, um, it's interesting, Matthew 24, 37 through 39, um, Jesus is speaking and he says, For it'll be exactly like it was in the days of Noah when the Son of Man appears. Before the flood, people lived their lives eating, drinking, marrying, and having children. They didn't realize the end was near until Noah entered the ark, and then suddenly the flood came and took them all away in judgment. It will happen the same way when the Son of Man appears. Um, and I was reading that from the Passion Translation. Um, so... Lots of different interpretations of that. Um, a lot of folks think that that means that the world's going to be in a terrible place like it was in the days of Noah of, um, you know, it's so bad God needs to destroy the world. Um, from that verse, I I personally don't agree with that. Um, I think it's more the, the suddenly nature of it um, is that verse notes of, you know, you're living your life um, and it just, it happens out of nowhere. Um, just like the rains happened out of nowhere to the the people that weren't paying attention. Um, and I think that ties into with the the parable of the 10 virgins um, that are trying to keep their lamps lit. And when the, the bridegroom comes, um, some of them are ready and most of them aren't. And the ones that aren't ready and have to go get more oil, they end up missing out. So um, I would take all of this really as just a reminder to to not neglect the things that we need to be paying attention to, um, to really uh, just press in to what's revealed in this season especially. Um, with Revelation as the focus of the month, um, we want to focus on what's revealed for healing, but also what's revealed um, for greater truths and understandings moving forward. Um, and like I said, I read, read that verse from the Passion Translation, and I really love specifically how the Passion Translation talks about the Re- uh, book of Revelation um, being a revelation of Jesus Christ in his full glory. Um, so if you've not read the, the book of Revelation recently, or especially if you haven't read it in the Passion Translation, um, that might be another way to, to just really interact with Holy Spirit in this month. Um, of reading revelation and asking him for new revelation, um, giving you a greater revelation of Jesus. Um, I highly recommend, like I said, reading it in the Passion Translation um, to just get a, get a fresh look at the book. Um, a lot of times if you've read it a few times in one translation, it becomes really familiar and it's hard to really like sit with the text and let Holy Spirit speak to you because it's almost memorization at that point. Um, so if you have the Passion Translation awesome, it's also available for free on the Version Bible app. Um, so the different ways you can interact with that. Um, some other things to look at too. Um, so other scripture references to Heshvan, um, there's the, the references to Noah and the flood. Um, so that'd be Genesis 711 and Genesis 814. Um, interestingly too, the book are the Genesis chapter three, um, is supposedly, uh, occurring in Heshvan, according to the book of Jubilees, which is a historical book that we look at for trying to figure out some of these dates. Um, but Genesis three is the fall. Um, so that's kind of interesting in line with, um, our warfare theme for this month, the fighting against obstacles to our call. Um, so just being, being on the lookout for things like that as well. Things that tempt us to question who God is in a a bad way. Um, So staying on guard there. Um, Some other verses you could dig into. 1 Kings 6.38 and 1 Kings 12.32-33. 1 Chronicles 27.11. Kings and Chronicles references sometimes are not all that interesting um, because it's more like just historical records. Um, but those are still still worth a read. Check out, see what Holy Spirit wants to show you there. Um and then Zechariah one, one through six is another verse that ties in with this particular month. So that is the month of Heshvan. Um if you're looking for a really great holiday or feast um this month, it is not the month for that. <laughs> um, but it is the month um to just really really press in, um, to what God's revealing. Um, you know, I, I take this time every year to just really check my heart too on, okay, if, if let's say this really is the month that Jesus was to return, this is the month for Messiah to return. Um, is my heart happy about that? Or is my heart like freaked out by that? Um, cause I think a lot of times in, in our culture, we, we view Jesus's return as a bad thing. Like we think of things like Armageddon and, um, you know, just doom and gloom and it's going to get bad, really bad. And I don't know that that really aligns with the heart of scripture. Um, so anytime I, I think about Jesus's return and it, it does anything to my heart except get me really happy and excited. Um, I have to stop and, and check in with that. Um, because I think we're we're often viewing that wrongly that um, Christ's return should be the most exciting thing to us. Um, if it seems like it would actually be inconvenient or ruin our plans, then we either need to adjust our our view of His return or we need to adjust our plans. Um, so that's just kind of my personal reflection there. Um, not anything I'm taking from the book series or uh, things that we feel like God's revealed through the months, but just kind of my personal engagement with it all. Um, But that's, that's the month. So if you want to discuss revelations you're getting in this month, if you want to discuss the month in general, um, come on over to the Facebook group. I'll put the link to it in the show notes. Um, You can also just go on Facebook and search healing in the Hebrew months community, and you'll find it that way too. Um, but hope you have a wonderful month. We'll be back with some bonus episodes. Um, and then next month will be the month of kiss love. So have a great and wonderful month.